Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Travel opened up in 2021 and then closed back down towards the tail end of the year as Omicron reared its ugly head. With all that chaos in mind, what does travel look like in 2022? I'm Roger Chang. This is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET senior reporter Sean Keen. Welcome, Sean. Hi, Roger. Thanks for having me. So you looked into what the state of travel will look like in 2022. What did you find? Well, I decided to look into this topic in the latter part of November, reasoning, reasoning that it would be a pretty sunny outlook as travel has <laughs> freed up considerably over the summer and fall. Like, people seemed reasonably confident about their holiday plans leading up to Thanksgiving. Um, and then, on the week of Thanksgiving, the Omicron variant became more widely known and then dominated our thoughts throughout December. Um, <laughs> yeah, and essentially redefined what this article would turn into like countries restricted travel or otherwise took precautions uh, or updated their guidance to urge caution which like is it's not nothing like everyone takes should take that stuff seriously um and so moving around became more challenging again like it's still unclear what travel will look like in 2022 since omicron's long-term impact on the industry and our lives remains unclear Right. The motto for 2022 should just be be prepared for anything because it's all it's all fair game at this point. Yeah. Be prepared for anything. Remain as flexible as possible if you're taking a journey and keep a close eye on the shifting requirements for your destination. Like it's a fair shout if you're say like traveling internationally that you'll have to get tested before and after your journey. Right. Right. And this has been a, a bit of a bitter pill as well. Right. Because as you said, you know, as you started this uh, story back in November, things were opening up, and it felt like it felt like a very much in line with what 2021 was about, with a lot of sort of head fakes or false starts, where we thought things were going to get better, and then they closed back down again, right? Right. Yes, I, I spoke to experts and people working in the airline, rail, and cruise industries, and all of those were looking up. Up in the latter part, uh, the middle to latter part of 2021. And then Omicron came. came. Uh, more people tested positive and travel plans were just thrown off. So uh, looking at what the, how things are now, um, given that they are kind of uh, up in the air, no, no pun intended. But when, when it comes to flying, um, what, what are some of the hoops you need to jump through? And I'm asking almost selfishly because as someone who has essentially stayed bunkered in my my home for the better part of the last two years uh i'm not even sure like, and then with with the the guidelines changing constantly i'm not even sure what they are now like what what do you actually have to go through like what do you have to do if you want to take a flight well if you're flying domestically in the u.s you right now just need to wear a mask on your flight and indoors at the airport so like it's kind of like everyday life in a lot of places like you take your your phone, your wallet, your keys, and your your mask. I have a mask in my pocket right now. Um, 
international travel is potentially way more complicated since different countries have different testing requirements. Um, I guess from like looking back to the US, the U.S. is tra- requiring proof of a negative COVID test taken no more than a day before travel if you're flying into the U.S. from an international destination. Uh, mm-hmm. And non-U.S. citizens must show proof of vaccination, which is kind of standardized. Like it's standardized in the EU. We have um, vaccine certs that were sent to us automatically. Mm-hmm. I, um, and so have that ready on your phone. I like there are like lots of places here in Ireland where I have to uh, show my proof of vaccination when I go into like a a restaurant or anything like that. Right, right. Yeah, here in New York City, that's something we have to do as well. Um, but that's it's pretty inconsistently enforced, as as you can imagine. Um, I, I'm curious what you'd recommend for anyone looking to fly in the coming weeks or months like what what should you prepare for um you know what what sort of general advice would you have to give keep a close eye on regulations like like you i like i've gone for long periods without traveling and kind of taken my eye off the ball but if you know you're traveling watch closely and if there's any like major news like of like a, a spike in cases or a variant um Think, assume that things will change rapidly. Um, so, yeah, just look at the regulations when you book and before you actually travel. Uh, budget for a few tests. Um, and this is like a sticking point for a lot of people. Try to budget for getting stuck somewhere for an extra few days, like on the off chance that you test positive on your trip. Like that could be quite expensive if you're in a hotel or an Airbnb. Right. And and you looked at train services as well. It's it's you know, a lot of the attention is on flights, especially recently as, as thousands have been cancelled. But how have train train services fared over the last two years and then what does it look like in twenty twenty two? Uh so I spoke to someone from Amtrak and he told me that like early in twenty twenty, like ridership plummeted. But in the in twenty twenty one they reached like 70% of pre-COVID levels. Uh, and mm. But with noting that it was mostly leisure travel, uh, since like so many people work from home, uh, business travel is way down. And like yeah. there's no sign really of that like coming back to the degree it was. Yeah, I mean, with everyone working remotely, or not everyone, but a lot of folks working remotely or choosing to, you know, no longer go to the office, um, it, it seems like business travel will, you know, I, I, I doubt business travel will get back to the point it actually will be. I'm curious if there are similar regulations. Is it mostly just mass mandates? Like what, what do you need to show to actually get on board a train? So uh, in you have to wear a mask. That's the big thing. Um, and like, so it depends where you are, obviously. Like uh, we're speaking mostly to the, the U.S. here, um, but like, some trains go across borders, and yep. in those instances, you will have to like take the same steps as you would with an international flight. So, in some cases, showing proof of vaccination or a test. Got it. And, and lastly, you know, you also talked about cruising. Uh, not necessarily that's something you 
you, you go for practical purposes, it's, it's obviously for leisure. But uh, what's going on with the, the cruising industry and um, you know, what can we expect in 2022? Well, that had a big old comeback uh, last, uh, last summer, so summer 2021. Um, and then uh, a few weeks ago, the CDC like, recommended that people avoid cruises. Um, when the Omicron variant happened, um, so it seems like the number, the positivity rate on cruises has been very low, but like it's still a kind of enclosed space, um, yeah. and you're stuck there for a longer period of time than you would be on a plane or a train. So that 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 should be factored in too. And the in terms of the requirements, though, that the. Um... What what are the requirements for cruising at this point? Again, that has uh, that, that has both the domestic and international uh, component. But many cruise lines, like as private companies, are requiring uh, passengers to be vaccinated. So you should probably work under that assumption and keep an eye yeah. on like what the different lines require. Um, so CNET's sister site, the Points Guy, actually has a big list of all of the cruise lines and their different requirements uh, which I've linked to in my article and it's great it's really clear um, and I was super impressed right and, I, and as I understand it uh, for some cruise lines that testing is required as well you actually have to take a show a negative test before you board or almost across the board with like these these more worldwide kind of industries that mm-hmm you should assume that you'll have to get a test of some kind. Got it. Well, any other last thoughts for would-be travelers for the coming year? Just remain flexible and keep an eye out for, like, lulls. So, you know, um, in last summer and early fall, things seemed a lot more positive and a lot more people were traveling. I went to Disneyland Paris. I took a train from London to Disneyland Paris because, (laughs) like, I was like, well, I... I would really want to do this and it was worth it. Like the, it went off without a hitch. It required taking multiple tests, but yeah. like it's up to you. You have to decide whether or not the extra hoops we have to jump through right now are worth it. Yeah, remaining flexible is going to be key. Sean, thank you for your time. You can check out his story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by handing to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.